This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, time for us to check in and find out what has been going on in the United States all week long. There's certainly no shortage of headlines every single time we talk to our Washington correspondent for Global News, Reggie Cicchini. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning. Can we start with TikTok this morning? Because I feel like the rumblings in the U.S. are getting louder on this. They are getting louder. And what's interesting is that they have bipartisan sounds in the background uh, in that there are Republicans and Democrats that are looking for the Biden administration to do more in ensuring national security is not put at risk. And there is pressure now mounting on the White House to potentially ban TikTok from coast to coast in the United States. The White House calling on TikTok to divest itself from its Chinese partner. Nobody wants to comment on that request. Beijing is putting pushing back at that, saying if the U.S. has national security concerns, you know, they should deal with it themselves with their own data monitoring. But ultimately, this is now following a pattern of what we have seen around the world, where governments are increasingly concerned that China could be spying on Americans and American assets via TikTok. Right, because we've seen this in Canada, where all the governments, the B.C. government, the Canadian government has said they don't want TikTok on any kind of government issued devices. But this goes way beyond that, right? This is this is the U.S. saying we don't want TikTok at all. At all. Yeah, this is it's already banned on federal uh, devices. There are a couple of dozen states that have already banned it on their state devices as well. But if uh, TikTok doesn't divest itself, there's a real risk here that every single American could find themselves unable to access TikTok from whatever di- uh, device that it is that they're using. Worth pointing out, TikTok CEO is expected to testify Uh, on the Hill next week. So there could be a bit of combativeness between what lawmakers want and what TikTok says. TikTok's kind of press releases and responses to the media are pretty targeted and direct with their refusal to believe the kind of accusations being put at them. There will be a lot of unhappy people. There will be a lot of unhappy uh, unhappy younger people if TikTok is taken away because it really has become the go-to social media site for you know, pretty much everything. Right. And so interesting because like China exerts a lot of control over the social media apps that are allowed to be used in that country. So I guess it'd be kind of hard for them to criticize the United States over doing that. Yeah, absolutely it does. But also at the end of the day, the Beijing government has total control over pretty much everything. And a lot of the information that these companies get in is kind can be funneled back to the Chinese government. And that's where the concern yeah. is. So China may say, look, we don't want you, you know, telling us what we can't do. But at the end of the day, the U.S. is saying, well, look, we don't want you finding out things about us if you really shouldn't be having it. Okay. Although in some cases, I would say that maybe the horse has left the barn on this one, right? Like the information's all there, but we'll find out more about that, right? Is that this week they're going to talk more about it? Uh, they are expected to to testify next week. Uh, so okay. so that, that's one to watch. Okay, one to watch. Also, let's talk about this whole drone situation with the Russians and the Americans. What I saw the footage of this. It was really quite something. 
It's remarkable to see this, um, and it is the closest that uh, that Russia and the United States have come to being in direct confrontation in a war that the United States is not involved in. And it really started to raise that concern, Simi. Is this going to be something that potentially triggers um, an Article 5 in NATO because you had Russia destroy uh, a piece of military equipment that had nothing to do with the actual war? What happened? Well, the, the this Su-27 Russian fighter jet clipped uh, a drone after a couple of these jets had dumped their fuel on it over the Black Sea. Russia says that these drones were headed towards their territory. You know, whether that means Russian territory or Crimea, we don't know. The United States says no, this was simply a surveillance mission that has been going on in the region for years. At the end of the day, the United States said, look, this was probably just an accident. We will just kind of yell at the government of Russia and let them know that they did wrong. And experts say that was probably the diplomatic approach here to ensure that something didn't escalate far beyond what took place in the sky. Even what we saw, though, was a bit of an um, escalation, wasn't it, Reggie? Because the Russians were claiming it never happened. And the Americans said, well, not only did it happen, we're going to show you it happened. Absolutely. And look, even after that tape came out, the Russians were still pushing back at it uh, by saying, look, there was um, an aggressive approach. Approach that was uh, approved by higher levels of the Russian government, but they won't talk about the actual incident uh, of one plane touching the drone, which is why the U.S. calls it an accident. And sure, Russia said that it didn't happen, even though we could we could plainly see it. Um, and and the United States, the National Security Council, the Pentagon, saying that this was um, unprofessional behavior, but also that it shows that Russia is building itself up here on a campaign of lies. Whether it has to do with how it is interacting with NATO. Uh, when it comes to the Ukraine war or what it actually did in Ukraine. Okay, and here we are on item number three already. And it's only now we're getting to Silicon Valley Bank. And this crisis, I mean, I know this week there was a lot of concern that this was going to spread. How aggressively did the U.S. government act on this? Well, they acted quickly and they faced some pushback from Republicans who who believed that the government was essentially bailing out this bank that wasn't doing um, its due diligence to ensure that it was able to ensure that its deposits were going to be uh, safe. The government says, look, this was not a bailout. This was money that was used to assist this bank uh, by by ensuring the deposits and they're using um insurance kind of fees that are paid into by the big banks and it wasn't you know backed by taxpayers dollars ultimately though it did lead to a ripple effect there was uh, that bank shut down signature bank in new york was shut down by regulators uh, first republic uh, third republic had to be sh- uh, uh, bailed out by other banks just within the last 24 hours with 30 billion dollars so there's a concern here that these small niche banks that are catering to one um, industry or really high wealth individuals are putting themselves in a situation of the money potentially not being safe but you also have the government saying look we will ensure that this money is insured because this is a country that can't afford to go through another financial crisis less than two decades after the last one are there concerns that there might have to be more bailouts well, the concern is not so much that there might need to be more bailouts. There are concerns from Democrats that more regulations need to be put back in place. Many were rolled back during Donald Trump, regulations that had been put in place to ensure that the 2008 crisis wouldn't happen again. So instead of saying, look, we need to have the government prepared to go into X, Y, and Z bank, lawmakers are saying we need to ensure that these banks are not catering themselves into one industry, that their portfolios are diverse enough so that if there happens to be an incident, they have other, you know, 
clients that they're able to to ensure is not going to result in a run on their money. So they're calling for regulation, not so much bailout. Okay, a couple quick things too. This Texas abortion pill case, what is this? Well, we're waiting for a decision on this. This is a group of uh, anti-abortion uh, advocates who sought out the most conservative court they could find in Texas to say that an abortion pill that is uh, widely used in half of medication abortions in the United States should be taken off the market because they say that it was uh, it's not safe, that they don't trust the, the efficacy of it and the, the cl- clinical studies for it. The issue is this has been on the market for more than 20 years, and the question was, why didn't they do this before? Ultimately, the arguments were made. The judge is going to make a decision. It is a conservative judge appointed by Donald Trump, who has in the past clerked for um, anti-abortion and and, and pro-life agencies. An appeal is going to go to the most conservative appeals court in the country. So this is raising the question of not only why are we calling into question what the FDA does, but also about judge shopping where people can go and find the specific court that they want that may be sympathetic to them. The end result, Simi, if this decision goes forward and an injunction is put in place, the entire country would lose access to this medication abortion pill. Oh, boy. Okay, I can see why everybody's watching that case. And you mentioned Donald Trump there, too, because that news is also imminent, potentially. There's a lot of news about Donald Trump that is imminent right now. In the last 24 hours, uh, we found out that more than a dozen, two dozen of his staff members at Mar-a-Lago have been subpoenaed in the documents case as the special counsel is looking to get more information. At the same time, there's a chance that a grand jury in Manhattan could uh, uh, indict Donald Trump on state charges, and that is linked to the hush money payments that were made to Stormy Daniels. We've had uh, claims over the last couple of days from Trump's lawyers that he's a victim of extortion trying to kind of get around the incident here. But ultimately, with the 2024 election a year and a half away, you now have a real possibility that there could be an indicted candidate running for office. The Constitution, though, says nothing about being indicted, which might not actually get in his way. As always, fascinating times. Reggie, that went by so quickly. Uh, thank you for that. Thank, thank you. That's Reggie Cicchini, our Washington correspondent for Global News, with his weekly Cicchini check-in where we wrap up what's going on in the United States. And clearly, that was a long list this week, so I look forward to talking to him again about all that, too.